1: Thank you for joining in today and listening and also thank you for just letting your friends know about the show. I just love doing these shows and I've been doing them for, I mean, I think two decades now. It's crazy to think I've been doing it this long, but I really do love doing this. And one of the major reasons that I started doing the show was because there was a lot of people that couldn't or wouldn't be able to do therapy. And so this doesn't mean that we're doing therapy online here. What it means is I'm giving you a lot of therapeutic understandings and ideas and ways to live differently. And so I'm glad that you are joining in today. And today's title is Let Them Love You. So think about that for a minute. Let them love you. Do you let people love you? Or do you go, no, no, I'm fine, or resist a hug, or somebody wants to help you out, and you're like, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Or you've got maybe really major things going on, but you're trying to do it all on your own. And you're, you don't want to necessarily let anybody in to even help or comfort while you go through whatever it is that you're going through. So ask yourself, who's the them? Who's the them? So when we say, let them love you, well, who is them? Well, anyone can be them. Love can come from anyone, anywhere, when grace is extended and kindness is given. It can be a random compliment, or even a smile. Acknowledge, accept it, whether you believe it or not. So don't steal from the person that's extending grace and kindness to you, or maybe the person that's giving you mercy. Or just acts kindly toward you see God is constantly reminding us that love covers a multitude of sin love covers what does that mean if you say that something covers or hides the multitude of sin you're implying that it hides something unattractive or does not reveal the true nature of something but really covering or hiding is also a gift of grace it means that those who love us won't expose our ugliness if and while we're working on repentance and change so God puts no limits on those attempting to change any ugliness unfortunately we as humans may not have the same endurance that God possesses he's also a contemporary with us while we're attempting to change excuse me, so this is, in and of itself, it's difficult to fathom. So I want to run from my proclivities, right? I want to run from my own selfishness, the absence of integrity, maybe, all those things that I want to do in the dark, hoping that no one will find them out. It's a beautiful thing that a perfect God is so willing to be with me and willing to help me while I change. Allow those who love you to support you as you aspire to be the best version of you. No one can do it alone. If you remind yourself of the the crucifixion of Christ, the thing that caused him to finally give up his spirit and die is that his father turned his face from his son. That's what killed Jesus. When he says, Father, why have you forsaken me? So I want you to think about taking advantage of those who love you and help you aspire to be the best version of you and know that you can't do it alone and that it's important for you to recognize when you need support, when you need help, when you need someone to maybe give you a big you know, kick in the butt, right, to be doing what you know you're supposed to be doing. So if you find that there are strings attached, you can say no, or you can say, I wish you would have told me you were needing or wanting something in return. What can I do for you? If you can't do what they're expecting, then let them know in the future it would be helpful to know what you're needing or wanting in return as a way to clarify or not, you know, what, what ability you may have to respond in kind. Otherwise. Everybody's set up for possible failure. So when you think about this idea of random acts of kindness, I know you've heard this before. Why may it seem easier to give kindness or accept kindness from a stranger than from our own tribe? Well, maybe (coughs) because we don't feel indebted to a stranger. So this may be what we would say a boundary issue. Are you deciding for them? what they're expecting in return see you can always ask you can say I'd like to repay you in some way and truthfully the payment that means the most to them is you continuing to live as a changed person due to their kindness the greatest gift you can give someone is to take advantage of the energy that they gave you to change and that you permanently change and if you struggle with the change, you keep working at it. So don't feel that you owe someone if they do a good deed or give you a compliment. Simply say, thank you. It means a lot to me. That's that's all you really need to do. So I don't want you to get into this all or nothing situation where you're like, well, if I, ex- you know take that from them then I'll be indebted to them and then they'll want more from me or I'll be embarrassed that they even gave me some help and I really want you to to walk away from all those crazy machinations okay it's really not worth the time or effort I want you to just accept a good deed thank God for it you didn't make the person do it you didn't manipulate them into doing it they're offering it And what you might find is that many, many people actually just like doing good things, even if they don't get paid or even if they're not, you know, recognized. They just like doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And so this is where I want you to think about that you don't have to owe someone if they've done a good deed. You simply can say thank you or you know what, you made my day. Or, wow, I really needed that today. Thank you for doing that. So don't feel that you owe them something. Be kind enough to say thank you authentically. And to practice not reading into things more than you need to. And if you feel like you don't deserve it, don't insult the person who gave it to you because you're believing negative feelings. Let the love they're extending to you heal whatever insecurities, heartaches, or shame that you may have you didn't make them do it. They offered. So you don't owe them anything. This is where we get really complicated with ourselves. And, and we start to think that I'm not allowed to do that. I should do this. And if they do that, then I'll do this. Instead of just saying, hey, I'm not going to insult this person who gave this to me, And I'm going to let the love they're extending heal whatever insecurities, heartaches, or shame that I may have. I don't even have to tell them. You see, this is that area of boundaries where we talk about where you end and the other person begins. And many times we kind of jump over to where they are and we start to meddle in them and try to make them be okay with whatever it is that we're doing or not doing. Instead of saying, what if I'm just willing to love others? And the better my boundaries are, the more loving I can be. And that means that loving someone doesn't mean I'm committed to them. Extending grace doesn't mean they owe me anything. If that's the case, you should say it right off the bat. So this is where it's really important that you recognize where you end and the other person begins. Where are my boundaries? So that I can really be the best version of me. Okay, so think about love languages. I'm sure you've heard of these. So if it's a gift, accept the gesture and be grateful for the thought. And don't allow suspicion to steal it from you. If it's a gift, you owe them nothing. So you don't want to get codependent (laughs) on strangers, right? You want to just simply say, wow, God, you, you worked through someone on my behalf, And that really helped me today. So, you know, maybe they do have a motive, I don't know. You still have a choice as to how you perceive it. If there is invisible chains or cords or undisclosed expectations, simply ignore them. Truthfully, ignore them. You you didn't ask for it, they gave it. So if they're assuming some kind of return and they didn't tell you that they were assuming that you would do something in kind, you owe them nothing. I don't want you to be a jerk about it. But you don't have to feel committed to doing something for them in a reciprocity manner. They gave it to you. So this is what I want you to think about. If I'm able to do that, then I don't have to be a mind reader. And so if there are those invisible chains or cords, I am going to ignore them. And that doesn't mean I ignore them in a way that is you know, I I don't know, arrogant, it means that I'm just going to simply say, okay, I'm sorry that they expected something. I never asked for what they gave me. So that's the boundary. I don't have to be a mind reader. So my favorite verse that I'm always telling everybody about is this verse that says, God is kind, you be kind. See, God is kind, you be kind. If you've been listening to my show over the years, you've heard me say it many times. Kindness is free. Kindness makes all of us feel better. The one who gave it, the one receiving it. So God is kind. You be kind. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this idea of letting people love you. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining in today. And if you are just tuning in, this is usually an hour show and it runs on every Sunday. And what I really want to encourage you to do is really check out online all the things that we have for you because we have some interesting things that can help you in your daily life some inspirational things as well. You can also um, purchase books off the website. You can also go back and listen to any of the other uh, podcasts that we've had. And so thank you again for letting people know about the show and encouraging them to take advantage of it. So we are talking today about letting people love you. And it seems like that should be a no-brainer. But I think for all of us, we struggle with being loved by people sometimes. Maybe it's a trust issue. Maybe we think we don't deserve it. Maybe we think they're after something. Maybe we just aren't used to it. So it feels odd to have someone extend kindness or mercy to you. To me, it may seem like, oh, gosh, I don't know how to deal with that. I'm kind of off balance now. Nobody's been that nice to me. So this is where we want to really think about the idea of covering and that love covers a multitude of sin, right? I'm sure you've heard that Bible verse before. And so this is what we do for people that we love. This is also what we do many times for strangers. If you've been in, <clears throat> in the store and someone gets in front of you in line, You know, you have a moment to think about whether or not you're going to say, hey, you just cut in front of me, right? Or you can extend grace. You can say, okay, I'm just going to extend some grace. I don't know why that person did it. I don't need to know. It's not going to ruin my day. So we think about this idea as allowing those who love you to support you as you aspire to be the best version of you. Because no one really can do it alone. So, if you do find that strings are attached, you can say no, or you can say, You know, I I wish you would have told me um, that you were needing or wanting something in return. What can I do now? Is there anything I can do? And so, this way, what you're doing is you're recognizing that, Hey, I could be set up for failure. So, I want to make sure that, Hey, I really appreciate you offering that, I appreciate the gift i didn't come with one (laughs) and so i'm wanting to make sure that that you're okay that i'm receiving a gift from you and i'm not giving you anything in return now many times those types of people they will say something like no if you like it that's the gift for me and there really are a lot of people that just get a lot of good feelings from giving something to someone helping some someone with something you know, offering or extending grace, they really like to do it. And so nobody's making them do it. They just enjoy doing it. I'm sure you've heard the term random acts of kindness. Well, why may it seem easier to extend or accept kindness from a stranger than from someone in our own tribe, right? Maybe it's a boundary issue for us. We might think that, wow, I'll be indebted to them now if they're friends or family members, And so I might want to just say, no, no, don't worry about it because it might feel too messy. Instead of saying, you know, I, I really appreciate the thought. Are you sure you want to do this? And if they go, yes, I really do. Then you can say, you know what? All I can offer you back is a big thank you. So thank you. I love it. Thank you. If that's not enough for them, that's now not your problem. So this is boundaries, right? So don't feel that you owe someone if they did a good deed or give you a compliment. Just simply say, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Be kind enough to say thank you authentically. So really have the thank you mean something. Don't just in passing go, oh, yeah, thanks. Right? Because, I mean, you certainly can. They're not eliciting anything more than that, probably. But for your own well-being, I want you to act appropriately. I want you to say, wow, I can stop for a minute and say, thank you. Wow, that, that's, that's really making my day even better. Thank you. So be kind enough to say thank you authentically. And practice not reading into things more than you need to. So if you feel like you don't deserve it, please don't insult the person who gave it to you. Because you're believing negative feelings, let the love they're extending to you heal whatever insecurities, heartaches, or shame you may have. You don't have to tell them that you have shame issues or insecurities or or heartaches or hurts. You can just say, hey, God, maybe just anonymously someone's giving me a salve to the wound of my heart. Maybe I just need to take it and say, wow, that's my Father in Heaven loving me. So be willing to love others. See, the better your boundaries are, the more loving you can be. Excuse me. Loving someone doesn't mean you're committed to them. Extending grace doesn't mean they owe you anything. So when we think about love languages, say to yourself, if it's a gift... a a real tangible gift accept the gesture and be grateful for the thought just be kind if they give you something just say wow I, I I don't know what to say you made my day this is great thank you so much for thinking of me so don't allow suspicion to steal it from you and maybe I don't know maybe they do have a motive for giving you a gift you still have a choice as to how you perceive it if there is invisible chains or cords or undisclosed expectations, listen, ignore it. Simply ignore them. See, you don't have to take care of an expectation that you didn't sign up for. That's a boundary. So if they're giving you a whole bunch of things thinking that they're going to get something in in return, you don't owe them anything. Simply be polite. And if they say, well, you know, Doesn't this mean something to you? You can say, absolutely it does. That's why I said to you how much I appreciate it and I really appreciate the gesture and thank you so much. There's nothing more that you can do at that point. So when we think about this idea of God being kind, peace is another quality that expands kindness. So kindness is a quality that really is catching. See, God is a God of peace. And if he, o- if he only goes to war, then he's going to war to protect someone, restore, save those who are oppressed, harmed, wounded, injured, needing rescue. So what you want to think about is, I don't need to know the person's motives. I, I can't, I, I, I'm not God. I can't know that. I can accept it and just say, hey, thank you. If it gets messy, I can say, you know what? Maybe this is getting a little messy. I would like to give this back to you. Or, hey, don't feel like you need to do that anymore for me. I appreciate all you've done. Let's just say we're even right now. And those are ways that you can manage the interaction so that you don't get into this all or nothing situation where you say, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm never going to give anybody anything. I'm not going to be kind to a stranger. It's too messy. See, if I have good boundaries... It doesn't have to be messy. So when we think about the love chapter and practicing this on other people, what we're going to talk about in the next segment is, how about practicing the love chapter on yourself? So join me again in the next segment as we talk more about this idea of letting people love you. welcome back you're listening to conversations with cynthia and i'm cynthia hyatt your host thank you for tuning in today and also for sharing this show with your friends and your family and co-workers i really appreciate that and i want you to really take advantage of all that i have for you on the website as well you can order books you can also look at different shows that that are on you can get study guides that go with the shows So I want you to take advantage of that and that's CynthiaHyatt.com. So today we are talking about let them love you. Now I don't know about you but when I was growing up I had a hard time letting people love me. I really did and I wanted it so badly but it was kind of scary to receive it and so I want you to think about this. You know who's the them? Well The them is anyone that wants to give some type of gesture of love or grace to you. And so we've talked a lot in the last segment about boundaries and that you don't have to resist something because you don't know where the boundary is. You can simply accept it and say, because I didn't initiate it, I don't owe anything back. Now, I want to be gracious, so I'll thank them, tell them how nice it is, really glad they did it, But other than that, I don't really owe them anything more than that. So that helps us to not make things so messy. You know, it's like if I give something to someone because I just want to do that, or if I help them in some way, and they start to get all hung up in what can I do for you? And how can I help you? And is there anything I should do? and You know, I just want to say, hey, I just wanted to do that. Please don't feel that you owe anything about it. Now, if I do want to do something for someone, but it is going to be a little bit more than a gesture, then I might need to say it up front. I might need to say, hey, here's the deal. I have this, this offer, I would like to share it with you, but it does cost some money. So if you're not able to put in the amount of money that I can put in, well, we may not be able to go, but don't worry about it, we'll do something in the future. And there, if you think of it like, hey, everything isn't so complicated, except when I make it that way. So when we think about this idea of letting people love you, we left off in this last segment when we talked about this idea of random acts of kindness. And this is kind of what this is about to some degree. So I don't want you to think that you, you owe someone if they've done a good deed or given you a compliment. I just want you to be kind enough to say thank you and say it authentically. Don't read into things more than you need to. It really is their problem. See, you have to remember where the boundary is. Here's where I end and you begin. I can't manage the you, I can only manage me. So when we're willing to love others, the better our boundaries are, the more loving you can be. See, loving someone doesn't mean you're committed to them. It means you're extending grace, and that doesn't mean they owe you anything. So when we think about love languages, if it's a gift, accept the gesture and be grateful for the thought. Don't allow suspicion to steal it from you. Maybe they do have a motive. You still have a choice as to how you perceive it. If they have a motive, you can ignore it. You can address it. (laughs) You can refuse the gift. See, that's the boundary. You don't have to be a mind reader. So we left off in that last segment talking about God and how kind he is. And I love the verse that says, God is kind, you be kind. So kindness supports peace, and peace loves to linger. Peace is a quality that expands. It's very expansive. Kindness is a quality that is catching. See, God is a God of peace. He only goes to war if and when there is a need to protect, restore, and save those who are oppressed, harmed, wounded, injured, and needing rescue. So God has really good boundaries. It's kind of amazing. It's it's phenomenal, in fact. So when we think about this love chapter being 1 Corinthians 13, and this is from the international version, it really starts with saying... If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but I do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So think about that. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not love, I'm a resounding gong. If I have the gift of prophecy and and fathom many mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but don't do it with love, I am nothing if i give all i possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that i may boast but do not have love i gain nothing so we want to think about these qualities that we're talking about these gestures that you may do really have nothing to do with anything other than how they are presented to another person so this is cynthia hyatt with conversations with cynthia join me in the last segment as we talk more about this idea of letting people love you. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and I truly appreciate you sending the show to your friends and family and all the feedback that, that you are giving me. And if you ever want me to do a show on something, you can always email me at CynthiaHyatt at gmail.com and say, hey, would you kind of talk on this topic? This is where I have some confusion or I really would like to have more depth to it. I would love to do that. So here we are. We are talking about this idea of let them love you. Now, I don't know how many of you struggle with letting people love you. But the majority of humans do. And one of the ways that we try to fix that uncomfortable feeling we have when someone loves us is we try to give them something back in return. And so what I want you to think about is that who, in terms of letting them love you, can be anyone. And love can come from anyone, anywhere, when grace is extended and kindness is given. So you can be free to love a stranger it doesn't mean that if I open the door for somebody and they go wow thank you I really appreciate that it doesn't mean I even know their name or I'm going to be attached to them for the rest of my life it simply means that I'm giving someone a dose of kindness of love and that energizes humans love always calms us down and so when we think about this, if you find that there are strings attached, you can say, you know, I, I wish you would have told me that you were needing or wanting something in return. What can, I, what can I do? And if you can't do what they're expecting, let them know that in the future it would be helpful to know that you're needing or wanting something in return. This way you're helping things to not be set up for possible failure. And when we were talking in the last segment about this First Corinthians 13 chapter, This is that true love chapter, and it starts out by saying, If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast— always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This is amazing. And it ends with the 13th, um, and it says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So I want you to think about that. You can love in so many different ways. You can love from afar. You can love close up, you can love with words, you can love with actions, you can love with money, you can love with time. There's a myriad of ways that you can love people. And I don't want you to be afraid of loving and thinking that you will somehow get caught in like a spider's web or something. You can have good boundaries, you can know where you end and they begin, and how much you're going to invest. And you can practice phrases that help you extricate yourself if you've gotten in too deeply you can say things like wow i think i jumped in too deep i really don't have the resources to do more than what i just did and i feel badly about that but i i cannot do anymore or i feel guilty that you gave this to me so i feel like i need to you know have some reciprocity here and i don't think i can So I just need to continue to thank you for what you gave me. And see, the sincerity and the gestures mean so much to people because you have to remember that we're in a culture right now where relationships are tough. We don't really know how to do them anymore. We don't know how to get what we need from our own counterparts. And that humans, by nature, need time. They need love. They need space. They need hope. They need to be seen. And we can do that for people without getting entangled in their entire life. I mean, I can do it as simply in the grocery store. I let somebody in before me so they can check out. And they turn around and they say, thank you. Absolutely. We don't have to then become best friends. I can just practice courtesy. Courtesy and kindness go so far with everyone, and it makes everyone feel better. And so I want you to think about this when you go out of your home, that you say to yourself, you know, how can I be friendly and not feel like I owe somebody something or they owe me something? So I, I read this this daily devotional, and it's called, it's um, God Calling, and this is what it is it says it's entitled Friend of Mine and this is what it says What man calls conversation is often only the discovery of the great friend What a man calls religion is the knowledge of the great friend What a man calls holiness is the imitation of the great friend Perfection that perfection I enjoined on all the being perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect, is being like the great friend. And in turn, you're becoming to others <clears throat> a great friend as well. See, God says, I am your friend. Think again of all that means a friend and a savior. A friend is ready to help, anticipating every want, hand outstretched to help and encourage, to ward off danger to have a voice of tenderness to soothe tired nerves and speak peace to restfulness and fear. Think of what you, your friend, think of what your friend is and then from that, try to see a little of what the perfect friend, the tireless, the selfless, the all conquering, all miracle working friend would be. That friend and more even than your heart can imagine That friend am I. That's what God is saying. I am your friend. See, when we think of this, it says, you know, a man that hath friends shows himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I want you to be your own friend. And I want you to be this kind of friend. That perfection is not the expectation that grace and love abound, and that those are the things that God is wanting us to certainly focus on more than anything, because he knows that we do not have perfection. And so true intimacy, when we think about it, is knowing someone and being known by them. And so one of the most powerful healing exciting and fulfilling experiences humans can ever experience is being known is being seen and still loved however intimacy can hurt and harm like nothing else can if it's not protected and respected see knowing another and being known if each person is an adult and responsible for their own self-development and parenting then acceptance, forgiveness, understanding, and deference are possible. If not, the relationship will devolve into caretaking and attempts to change the person. Now this will result in anger and hurt and disappointment and may leave you feeling trapped and disillusioned. This may lead and can lead to depression, self-medicating behaviors, resentment, loneliness, and self-hatred and it can open the doors to infidelity. So when we look at six main types of intimacy, we can all benefit from them. The first one is physical intimacy. This type of closeness is often limited to partners and close family friends. But physical intimacy is also what happens with caregivers, doctors, right, lawyers even. We can think of pastors, we can think of best friends, siblings. Our pets right that's the closeness that has no judgment so then we also have emotional intimacy emotional intimacy <clears throat> means that I am willing to bear my soul to you that I am willing to let you see the good bad and the ugly about me and I can trust that you will not judge me and so that's emotional intimacy that's like I can tell you my biggest fear my biggest heartache my biggest mistake i've ever made and so we also have experiential intimacy this means learning with someone or many times taking a trip going out on a date see experiential intimacy is let's go jump out of an airplane my my brother and i and i did that this was years ago when they were doing it from, you could ju- actually jumped out of the plane. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And I was so glad that I did it. And so experiential intimacy causes you to feel closer to that person because of the experience that you had. And it's kind of like that person that you haven't seen for months and months, but you went through something together and you look at each other and you're like, yeah, hey, how's it going? And it's like, you never have not known them. So we also have intellectual intimacy. And this is what happens many times in therapy is that people are bearing their soul and I am helping them to reframe it, to think about it differently, to let it go or to learn from it, to actually, you know, ask for forgiveness maybe from people or even forgiveness from themselves. And so intellectual intimacy is the understanding of things in a way that I can bear them better. So if you have someone that has maybe um, infidelity in their marriage, some of the things that help the most is understanding the motive. Like, what happened? Why did you do that? Where did it break down? And so we also have creative intimacy. And this is that part of us that wants to make a mark on the world that wants to say, hey, this is me. This is what I do. And it doesn't have to be like Van Gogh or something because it's unique to every single human. Nobody can copy me. Nobody can do as good as I can. Nobody can do as badly as I can. Then we also have spiritual intimacy. And that's a really important intimacy to really dedicate your life to. And if you are in love with someone, to truly have the ability to share that spiritual intimacy, that doesn't mean that you're going to teach each other the Bible. You can if you like. That's awesome. It really means that that spiritual intimacy is me telling you what God has done for me, how I feel about God, what he has said to me, what, that he has brought me or you to me. So that spiritual intimacy says, I want to know more about him. I want to know more about what he's doing and why he's doing it. And I want to do it with my partner with my friend. And so this is really important when we are thinking about this idea of letting people love you. We all need it. Humans, mammals are hardwired to be loved, to be seen, to be wanted, to be understood. So I want you to really work on these and to really practice letting people love you in the smallest ways, maybe even in the biggest ways. But you deserve to be loved, and I want you to be loved. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week.
0: We hope this past hour has been encouraging